26 minutes past eight on the 9th of July 2013. My name is Gary Thomas. And I'm Simon Payne. And you're listening to episode 51 of our Errand of Mercy. Hello. We're back. We're back after a uh, a, a short hiatus. A, ve- a very there. short hiatus uh, caused by me. I, I apologise to all the listeners for that. I think the, the main issue is um, on the day that we record, I text G and I'm like, show tonight? And yeah. he's like, yeah, usually. But but sometimes 
we realise that one of one or both of us are busy all week because we don't really plan this very well. No, we we don't. kind of like literally eight hours before we're going to record. I'm like, you want to do a show? But, Which but, ridiculous things we almost always do it on a Tuesday. Yeah, <laughs> I think we would have realised by now what's you going think on. So. Yeah. But I guess not. No, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm, I, I'm definitely not doing anything on Tuesday. And then, you're, and then you're like, oh, so we're doing a show, like always. And I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah, it's only episode 51, G. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I can understand why you still forget. Yeah, I've only been doing this for well over a year now. <laughs> <laughs> it's cool. I'll forgive you. It's fine. All right, thanks. Now, Simon, um, obviously, um, if you, as long as you remember, you are getting married. I've, I've I've heard some people talking about that. Yeah, I'm um, pretty sure I agree to it. <laughs> and um, I, at the time uh, that that went down, you kind of saying you were going to get married. I said I keep you up to date on the latest happenings in wedding news. Yes, indeed. I've only done a couple of them so yep. far. It's given you a bit of advice. Um, I have I have a new wedding story. Um, this is a couple who have um, who in Charlotte, North Carolina. I'm sure a very nice place. The photos of it make it look quite nice. Who have got married in a Batgirl and Nightwing themed wedding. That's good. I think. Yeah. No, no, can we say we had a themed wedding before, which was Shrek and Mrs. Shrek. Yeah. Like Fiona Shrek. Yeah. Or whatever. And that was fucking awful. Like these guys, however, are awesome. Exactly. Because you haven't gone for like Batman and Batman and Wonder Woman or something like that. You've gone for like some actual some actual comic book characters that are cool yeah exactly you've gone for batgirl and nightwing who are amazing that's for anyone who doesn't know batgirl is batgirl and nightwing is the original robin who then went off on his own um and i think i i'm trying to remember like because I'm, I'm pretty sure there has been sort of some romantic tension between batgirl and nightwing over the course of things so it kind of fits in it's canon it's canonomic uh, like the thing i like about about a nerd wedding is it's got to be canonomically correct yeah so let me just sort of fill you in bride be- beautiful bride kind of say um so she wore i would say sort of a traditional wedding dress but with a um a white mask like a sort of white sort of superhero masquerade style mask that's cool and a yellow batgirl utility belt and yellow batgirl gloves um, awesome and it looks great. She looks great. That's the issue. That's the thing here. They've gone for a themed wedding and everyone looks fantastic. And like the Nightwing, um, the the gentle, the groom being Nightwing has um has worn a black suit with sort of a uh, blue tie and a blue uh, a, bu- a blue uh, pocket square. So which are obviously black and blue, the colours of Nightwing. So it's all very sort of tasteful and awesome looking. That's good. Yeah. And the entire bridal party. Um, so the the bride side um, are all in black and yellow, and the uh, groom side are all in black and blue. And, good um, work. And, and yeah, it looks really awesome. So good work, guys. Um, you've pulled off a nerd theme wedding. Their, their wedding cake decorated with pictures of a Gotham skyline, <laughs> with their, awesome. with um, with a Batgirl and Nightwing action figure stood on top of the cake with the um, with the bat signal flashlight. Their wedding bouquet. 
made out of uh, comic strips folded up origami like that's awesome the, the, what, what a cool the wedding. wedding photo is the two the bride and groom stood and in a in a gotham city police headquarters um sort of uh, mugshot you know <laughs> that's awesome Everything about it's fantastic. Um, so yeah, you these two guys, Laura and Seth. Congratulations! Congratulations on getting married, and congratulations on your awesome wedding. Yeah, good good work. I'm 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 impressed. Um, me and me and my fiance Nicole are going to be doing something like that, but not. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be tasteful, but but still nerdy. It's going to be good. That's the thing. Like, I always worry when people talk about, oh, we're kind of going to throw a wedding with sort of a theme. It's going to be like sort of something we, and I'm always like, oh, it's going to be a bit tacky. But like this couple, it all looks very tasteful. So yeah. kind of, I think as my advice as your best man, as your co-host is to take these people's example because it looks great. <laughs> I will do. I'll, I'll check it out. It sounds, it sounds cool. It's nice, nice when this thing goes right because I've seen so many examples of it going wrong. But I think we'll get it right. I hope uh, we do. Um, I'm worried that we'll confuse the elderly relatives, but you know that's fine. That's okay. Um, so, uh, I think like elderly relatives will be dazzled enough by the fact that you're getting married, and that that will <laughs> confused, if you will. Yeah, yeah, that you will cast wedding on them, and it will be confused. <laughs> That's what I'll say. I'll describe it as that to them. And then while that confusion sets in, I'll run away and it'll be yeah, fine. Yeah. I'm worried that because we're doing like a, a portal themed wedding and I'm worried that my um, my my relatives who don't know what that computer game is or um, or the themes therein will actually think I work for a company called Aperture Science. Um, I think that would be cool if it happens. But I'm yeah, worried. I was going to say, I don't. That that doesn't seem like a major worry. Yeah, because <laughs> like actually, the idea of your elderly relatives kind of meeting their friends at sort of you know sort of at church or you know women's institute or whatever, and saying, "Oh yeah, this is my grandson or my 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 kind of great nephew Simon. He uh, he works for Aperture Science. <laughs> he works for Aperture Science. They're, they're a science company. He's, like, he's he's very he's very excited about his job. He he even themed his wedding about the company he works for. <laughs> they used to do shower curtains, but now they've branched into full on science. Yeah, it's, it's it's very nice. I'm glad he's got a stable career. Is what they'll say, and it'll be great. <laughs> That'd be great. That'd be amazing. I'm looking forward to like like slightly confused other elderly relatives around around the Midlands going oh. Mel's Mel's grandson works for Aperture Science. <laughs> lot of a uh, lot of underground facilities at Aperture Science. Not that many. Uh, you don't really see that many office buildings. Mostly all underground. But yeah. it's fine. Not many people work there. No, <laughs> really. Well, most of them don't talk about it. That's why. I might spin an entire yarn. It'd be uh. fun. We'll see if we can. How many? That's your game for my wedding, G. How yeah. many of my elderly rel- relatives can you convince that aperture science is actually a thing? Be good. I'm, t- I'm too nice to do that. You know, I won't do that. <laughs> I, can't, I can't lie to the elderly. No, that's fair enough. Great, Thomas. I cannot lie to the elderly. I feel like you're running for like a, um, a minor <laughs> position on the, um, the 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 town council of a small Midwestern American town. My name is Geraint Thomas, and I cannot lie to the elderly. And it's written under like a picture of you with your arms crossed, slightly <laughs> smiling, looking looking canted left at the camera. You 
do you know what? While I said that, I made that exact pose, even though you can't see me. <laughs> well, there you go. You're obviously built for that. You should move to uh, to the, the American Midwest and yeah. you can start cleaning up towns <laughs> in a kind of a, a self-assured, mild-mannered British way. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure they'll, they'll definitely go for that. Now, as you know, when I when I do um, your kind of like wedding advice, I generally like to jump straight into some other life event, generally horrific ones, so funerals, etc. Just um, to just to prepare me for the future. Yeah. So um, today we're going to jump into a divorce. <laughs> oh, good. You know, as one as one relationship begins, another one ends. It's a circle of life. Circle of life, exactly. Um, now, as you know, there's a major celebrity divorce happening at the moment. Um, Is there? There is. Um, do you know Nigella Lawson, the oh, famous, yeah. famous cook, Nigella Lawson? Famous cook and sexy lady. Sexy lady. She is, she, well, at the moment, she is married to Charles Saatchi, um, famous advertising executive, art collector and lord. Um, now, as you may have seen in the news, Simon, um, recently, um, Charles Saatchi was pictured in a restaurant choking his wife. Yeah, and it's not like a... It, I don't think there's any way it could have been misconstrued. Like, wasn't, didn't he say he was, like, wiping a bogey away or something like yeah, that? Yeah, he was, that like, was... wiping her neck with, like, his clenched hand. <laughs> it's like, his, I wiped her neck so hard that my knuckles turned white, but I was still yeah. just, like, cleaning a, a stain up. It's fine. It's, it's Yeah, I mean, it was, it was it's pretty much an open and shut case. I yeah. mean, he... He, he just, he went, like, after a day, he went to the police and accepted a caution, which meant he admitted that he had been uh, abusing his wife in public. Exactly. Um, now, as I said, there's a celebrity divorce happening out of this. You might expect that perhaps Nigella Lawson would be divorcing Lord Saatchi because he's a horrible, abusive bastard. And exactly. she'd, be, she'd be totally justified to do so, I would, I would say. Yeah, me too. Um, now, what's actually happening is that Charles Saatchi um, announced in the Daily Mail that he was de- divorcing her. So he didn't even tell her to her face or even tell her lawyer. He just wrote an article for the Mail saying he was divorcing her. Um, the reason he gave for his divorce was that she didn't defend him after the photos of him choking her in a restaurant appeared. Where do you come from, alien man? (laughs) What? (laughs) Sorry, I'm not sure if it's opposite day, but that's not the way that we do things here on planet Earth. No, it's like, what the fuck? Like the most what the fuck like how do you think that oh no she didn't she didn't defend she didn't tell everybody that i didn't choke her at a restaurant even though i definitely did yeah why didn't she tell everyone that that photo of me choking her was a photo of her falling down the stairs we should get a divorce why did she it's just ridiculous it's the most like we're not making light of the fact that he's a horrible bastard who beats his wife like that's not funny that's terrible yeah what's funny is that he's entirely disconnected from reality to the extent that he doesn't realize that everyone else knows he's a horrible bastard we've we've all seen the pictures Hmm. like the pictures are out there everyone has seen them i don't know how you think you can get away with it yeah, it's it's absolutely well. I mean, I think the reason 
I think the reason Simon that he thinks he can get away with it is be- is that he because he's incredibly wealthy and a lord. Well, that m- might be that might I be. I think it. that might be what he's thinking. I think that might be his disconnection from reality. But the fact that he is literally on another level of society to the rest of us. Yeah, I think the fact that he essentially invented Damien Hirst and like uh, Tracy Evan and all of that. Well, that's very nice. I mean, like they're nice to look at, but. But it doesn't wash out beating your wife. It doesn't wash away beating your wife, no. I, yeah, no, not at all. <laughs> you cannot wash away beating your wife with the leftover paint from a Pollock painting. That's not the way it works. Not, not, not in this country, mate. Well, I, you know, not in this country. We would hope not in any country. I think, unfortunately, that might not be the case. But yeah, no, definitely he's not. Here. He's going to get away with it. He's going to make a thousand pounds, and he's going to like. He's going to. He's going to die of like one hundred and seventy-two with a smile on his face. That's, yeah, that's that's how that, that situation is going to end because the world is fucked. But that's fine. You know, we'll just carry on doing <laughs> our best to not beat our spouses. Because, yeah. you know, we'll go to jail and it's horrible. Yeah, because, yeah, like, if there's one thing I think we can definitely... I, I can unconditionally say I do not want anyone to beat their wives. Yeah. That's, like, one thing I can... Un- like, there is no condition where that's going to be acceptable. No. Especially not, like, choking them outside. Yeah, not choking them in a restaurant surrounded by people. It's just the mind boggles that you think (laughs) that you can you can just like try and like talk all of that away. That's it. What's done is done. I mean, I guess that's the other thing. Like he is like he is the one of he is the co-owner and founder of one of the most successful advertising agencies in the world. So I guess that's the thing. I suppose he's lived his life spinning his way out of absolutely everything. Do you reckon that he's actually like secretly a monster? Do you reckon he's got like a like a like a dungeon full of kids or something and he's just been living that life for so long? Like yeah, he's I'm, been living in another another another. Well, when you when you said a monster, I thought you were going to go in some sort of David Icke thing. Do you think he's literally <laughs> think a reptile? A reptilian. Man? I mean, to be honest, given his reaction, that might be likely. Maybe Ike was right. Maybe Ike was right. <laughs> and if your actions, if your actions make me consider the the philosophies and um, and musings of maniac David Ike, <laughs> then maybe you should get some new actions. <laughs> That's all I'm saying, mate. That's all I'm saying. Like, we all like Tracy Emin. She's a good girl. And it's nice that you introduced her to us. I just want to say, I'm pretty sure she voted Tory, so... Well, you know, we all make mistakes. Well, that's true. Um, Britain had to change. And, you know, it changed into a different flavour of hellish wasteland. But that's fine. That's all right. We'll pull through. We're England. It's what we do. We're Britain. England. Britain. No, like the, yeah. the Welsh. The Welsh are probably all right. <laughs> probably all right. To be fair, we are probably all right. Exactly. Like, but the Scots. <laughs> the Scots are, are fine because they they've got their own education system, and that's that's doing all right. And they yeah. get free university, and everything's everything's cool. They've got their own problems. Mm. The Welsh are cool. Uh, Northern Ireland. I mean, like, I don't think that a change in colour of government will fix what we fucked up there. <laughs> it's going to take more than just voting for the coalition to fix that situation. Yeah. So yeah, I'm talking about like the squeezed middle, G, <laughs> the silent, the silent minority. That's what I'm talking about. 
Um, isn't it silent majority? No, no, we're a minority in this oh, country okay. now. All so, oh, right, okay. Yeah. No, you're right, you're right. White middle-class men are definitely the minority now. See, this is what Saatchi's done to me. The moment yeah. I start, like, the moment I start considering the truth in David Icke's philosophies, I just start to turn into a horrific EDL member. Yeah, you're not now Nigel Farage. Congratulations. <laughs> oh, I can feel the change beginning. <laughs> it's like, ah, you, like, stood there, like, Ah, and like a, a a cigarette appears between your fingers. A pint of a pint of mild appears in your hand. A barber coat emerges from your skin to cover your back. It's like it's changing <laughs> as the uh, as the the strains of Jerusalem played in Discord swell yes. in the background. <laughs> Do you reckon that there's such thing as a wear fascist? <laughs> I think it'd be really funny if somebody like I don't know, like Billy Bragg, it, mm. during the full moon, transforms into into uh, Mr. Farage. Yeah. yeah. Oh shit! I've, like, because let's face it, Nigel Farage isn't in the news all the time. He like appears and is suddenly all over the place and then yeah. slopes away for a bit. Do you think? Can we correlate that with full moons? <laughs> we should try and match up the occurrence of Nigel Farage with full moons. <laughs> Because maybe he's actually a mild-mannered postman who's voted Labour all his life from Kidderminster. Yeah, but and just nah. every every month during the full moon, he <laughs> changes and roams wild. <laughs> the Conservatives they try and chain him up in a basement, but it doesn't work. No, he breaks free and goes into a pub and then moans about the fact he can't smoke in there. Yeah. Or like goes to a McDonald's and is and and gets angry when uh, when one of the people one of the people speaks very bad English. He goes to a market and complains that the bananas are too straight because of Brussels. <laughs> and then and then after after all of that, he he goes back to Kidderminster and just starts his post round again. Yeah. And then he sits down in front of the television and makes himself watch all of the news about Nigel Farage because he knows it was him. <laughs> This is the monster inside me. <laughs> I have to control it because this is what happens. And he's got a uh, he's got a wife, a, a long suffering wife called Marjorie. He's well, like, of course. you have to stop. You have to stop. I can't stop. It's in my blood. Yeah, I, I was, can't control it. I was bitten by a neo Nazi in the sixties, and it just won't stop. <laughs> Maybe that's what it is. Or maybe, maybe he's that, just an arsehole. Maybe he's just an arsehole. <laughs> There's all kinds of explanations for Nigel Farage. You know, Occam's Razor, razor suggests that he's not actually a aware, <laughs> aware politician. <laughs> I hope he is, though. No, I, I'm pretty sure that, um, that when we start our, our Department of Nigel Farage studies, that that, that will become the accepted theory. <laughs> No, just just Department of UKIP studies. Department of UKIP studies, okay. It's a bit more general. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, he's just one person. You don't start like a, a Department of Dracula for studies just to understand vampires. They're all over the place. That's true. That is true. You are right. Many shades and colours, G. <laughs> Speaking of things that go bump in the night, a, uh, a terrifying man uh, covered in shit has been spying on women from inside their toilets, G. 
okay. Like some um, kind of feces golem from uh, from from nightmares of old. He rises from the toilet. He doesn't. He just kind of sits in the septic tank and watches your ass. Oh fucking hell! Like there are easy. Like I mean, there are easier ways to be a perfect. (laughs) No, this guy is dedicated. He is dedicated, but I just don't think he's putting much thought into this. (laughs) This is um. This is fifty-two-year-old Kenneth Webster Enlow from Tulsa. Um. He was reportedly caught after a woman and her seven-year-old daughter spotted him peering up at them from inside the toilet, like a fucking David Lynch movie. Oh, shit. So, like, I don't... How does that work? Like, I believe it's called a train spotting. I believe that's what it's called. <laughs> but, like, I mean, I... I'm guessing these. I'm. I'm I suppose these must be toilet throughout, like U bends or. Yeah, I guess so. So it's um. It's, it's holes in ground. The ground, basically. Yeah. Yeah. It's um. It was at Whitewater Park in Sand Springs, Oklahoma, and the fire department had to extract him from the septic tank that he was hiding in. Um, How long had he been in there? I don't know. <laughs> they didn't say. Oh God. Um, but they had to hose him down after they extracted him from the septic tank because he was covered in human waste well of course he was at least hose him down i would like i would get get a separate tank full of like tcp and dunk him in that first (laughs) yeah maybe screw the top on just to be sure yeah just to be sure yeah okay like like i mean okay i I can understand men's compulsions to look at a woman's ass, all right? Okay, what about in the process of defecating? No, I mean, that's, like, that's not going... That I don't understand that. Like, I know some people are into that, I don't understand it. But there are easier ways to look at a woman's ass than, <laughs> there, there than are. swimming in it. Like, how was he breathing? Did he have, like, a scuba kit? What's... I think there are... I'm imagining it's kind of like Schwarzenegger in Predator. Like, he's, yeah. like... <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> it's pretty crazy. Uh, do you want to hear what his excuse was? His alibi, if you will, yes, for being in yes, the septic tank? I can't stress how much I want to hear this. He said that um, his his wife, um, no, his girlfriend even, um, had struck him over the head with the tire iron and then dumped him into the septic tank while he was unconscious. But the evaluation of him of him at the hospital after they'd um, hosed him down um, revealed that his injuries were not consistent with his alibi. Uh, had, had he injured himself to back up that alibi? Uh, possibly he had, I hope because they said he had injuries yeah he's got like a um he's got um there's a picture of him um he looks like the kind of person you'd expect to be hiding in a septic tank <laughs> i mean i'm i'm not judging but i'm gonna send you a link now uh, right, right. You can, let's have a look at this dude check this check this check this character <laughs> he's bigger than i thought he'd be i'll be honest is he not he doesn't seem like the kind of person you you could fit into a septic tank is that what you're saying no, that, that's what i'm thinking i was i was picturing like a real like 
his his level of unkemptness, yeah. you know, that that's fair enough. But he looks like a large man. I I expected quite a skinny man to be able to sort of fit fit through the like pipes and covers and so things to, so so forth to get into the septic tank. Yeah, upon hearing this story, I would expect some kind of meth golem kind of thing that's going on. Exactly what I would. Yeah, like yeah, a, a meth monster. Yeah. What, <laughs> a, um, a, 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 a human shape comprised of shit and fueled by meth was what <laughs> I was expecting. Um, the, see, I thought that shit-covered man caught peeping on women from inside restroom toilet was the best headline of the week, but I think yours is better. <laughs> <laughs> a human shape comprised of shit and fueled by meth. More on that story at 10. Um, but yeah, okay. So I'm looking at this picture, and he does have like a scar on the on his forehead, like sort of right in the middle of his forehead. Um, so did he hit himself in the face so that he could lie about being knocked out and thrown in a septic? Like, imagine that. Imagine you are on the toilet and you take a dump, and you you look down just. <laughs> Staring at yeah, you, like, look down just to make sure everything's okay down there. You know, it's all normal. And, yeah, there's just a human face <laughs> watching watching you. I, like, I mean, there's Sleep a tight. lot... There's Sleep a tight. lot of technicalities in this. I just can't wrap my head... Like, because, surely, how did he breathe? I don't think the septic tank was full all the way up. I think he was probably just like maybe uh, maybe up to waist height or or shoulder height, and just letting women dump just, on his face. I guess maybe he dodged the um, maybe he dodged the brown loads, or maybe he maybe he let them hit him square in the face. I don't know. That's what he was after. I you don't think no? Maybe maybe he was going for the uh, the full experience. Well, you'd have to. I think if you were going through with that plan of of hiding your head underneath. <laughs> a woman's defecating arse. You'd have to have planned with the expectation that you'd be getting shat on. Maybe it was maybe he just saw it as a uh, an occupational hazard. I don't know. And there's a there's a like a there's an old good old boy American saying in there somewhere, isn't it? Yeah. Well, if you're gonna hide in a septic tank, you gotta be ready to be covered in shit. <laughs> it's political commentary there possibly, I don't know. So yeah, that's that's a hell of a story. So yeah, that 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 guy was um, nice to see people dedicated to you know creating nightmares in real life. Good yeah, work. So I guess there are some crazy things happening in um, in America there, um, but there are crazier things, Simon, happening in Brazil. Well, that, yes, Brazil has um, they've kind of had the monopoly on craziness of late. Yeah, I mean, obviously, Brazil, there's been a lot of riots and protests and everyone's kind of like a bit, are you guys sure you're cool about hosting the World Cup and the Olympics? Are because, you know, it's it's you got to remember that in Brazil, it's worse than Egypt at the moment. Pretty much, yeah. And, well, and some of you might be like, well, I don't know. I don't know. Right? Egypt's pretty bad. But how about this headline? Brazilian referee beheaded by spectators after he fatally stabs player. Yeah, that's uh, there's a lot there's a lot going on there. Were they Could playing they... football? 
they're playing football, so they're playing a game of football as Brazilians are wont to do. Yep. Police in northern Brazil say one man has been arrested after a referee who fatally stabbed a player during a match was decapitated by spectators who stormed the field. That's some fucking like apocalypse now, like like heart of darkness shit, isn't it? Yeah. Like well, fifty guys just pick you up and tear your head yeah. off. Well, apparently, what happened was that um, the referee was having an argument with a player. He was trying to send a player off. Um, the uh, the player, thirty year old um, Josenia dos Santos. Uh, became involved in an argument with the referee, Octavio Da Silva. Um, Dos Santos refused to leave the field, so Da Silva, um, foregoing the traditional referee's equipment of red card and whistle, produced a knife and stabbed the player who died while being taken to hospital. Reports said that outraged spectators responded by running onto the field and stoning Da Silva before severing his head and sticking it on a stake in the middle of the field. Shit, that went medieval fast, didn't <laughs> yeah. it? That is some fucking Crusader King shit right there. But guys, this really got out of hand, all right? Like, that's, that is full-on, like, Game of Thrones. Like, that's the end. That's not like a football match. That's the end of an episode of Game of Thrones. It's like, like Brazil, are you okay? Like, because, like... A guy stabs a dude, and you're like, "Shit, that's bad." But then your response to it is to like, like bum rush the field, stone him, and then tear his head off and put it on a stake. Like that's the thing; it gets like bum rush the field. You can kind of understand, yeah. Like, like I what think the fuck are you country, doing? If a referee stabbed a player, he'd probably get bum rushed, and they'd like they'd beat him up a bit, and then, like, the police would step in and he'd be, like, taken away, okay? Even, like, I could, I would even understand, like, him getting beaten to death, because even, that's, like, yeah. a crazy thing. But there's something weirdly ritualistic about choosing to behead a man and then put his head on a stake as, like, a warning to others. <laughs> yeah, and the fact it's in the middle of the field. Do you imagine they put it on the, like, the, the point at the middle, like, for directly in the middle, they erected a spike and hammered his head on as a warning to future referees and then every year uh, and they i've heard that if you go there now you can still hear hear his whistle blowing <laughs> it's correct like it's that's a haunted football field now it's, that's it. there's no way, yeah there's absolutely no way that football field isn't haunted it's, almost yeah just like I, I, that's a such a strange sequence of events <laughs> Like the only step that we can understand is them bum rushing the stage and like beating the referee. Yeah. That kind of makes sense. But the step preceding the referee stabbing a player and the and the step proceeding them decapitating the referee and putting his head on a spike. Brazil you might have some issues. Yeah, because that's like one step short of pagan blood orgies is what you're dealing with there. Pretty much. I mean, let's be honest, it is essentially a pagan blood orgy. Yeah. But we can't get around that. That's basically what happened. There's some there's some crazy, like weirdly ritualistic shit going on there. And then there's another story from Brazil. Oh, good. Okay, so that's not we're, we're not done in Brazil for we're madness. Not done, we're not done in Brazil this week. Um, so um, this is a story um, from the Brazilian cap, um, city of Campinas. 
um, on Saturday night, 20-year-old Daniel um, Pellegrini was an up-and-coming funk artist, was performing to fans um, when someone ran onto the stage and shot him in the chest. Shit. Um, the incident took place inside a government building. <laughs> oh, fuck. What's going on in Brazil? <laughs> What is going on? What's the deal with Brazil? There's a <laughs> there's a difficult Seinfeld uh, opener, yeah. Opening, boom, 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 boom. Yeah. There's the uh, the lost episode of Seinfeld where they behead Jerry and mount his head <laughs> on a spike. I'd watch that one. Yeah, it, like well, when when George is asked to referee a baseball match, jeez, oh, yeah, like that. That you you don't see. There you go. There's a a clear indicator of kind of the basic norm that we expect from humanity. The events that take place in Seinfeld, whilst unconventional and wacky, do not involve beheadings or public shootings. Um, so maybe Brazil takes some pointers from Seinfeld this week. Let's be wacky and a bit out there. Let's not kill anyone. Yeah, like, Brazil, we know you're, like, the party capital of the world, but keep those parties, like, you know... Drinking, dancing, yeah. Less pagan blood ritual, please. <laughs> just just for this week, maybe. Just see how it works out. Like, but so, so a guy runs onto the stage and shoots this guy. Is there any reason for, for that happening? Do they know... What no, not really. No, not really. Just ran on the stage, shot a guy in the chest. He's now arrested. The other guy's dead. Yeah. Fuck. What can you do? Shit. That's can, uh, the hosts. It's Brazil. <laughs> exactly. That's the hosts of uh, of the World Cup and Olympic Games soon to come in the next couple of years. Let's see yeah. how that pans out. Because they're all pissed off, right? Because because their government's spending so much money on the World Cup and, and Olympic Games, but nobody, like everybody's living in shit conditions because everything's really corrupt. Is that yeah. the situation? That's yeah. That's, there's, there's like there's like a million million people living in shacks, and meanwhile their shacks are being demolished to make way for football stadiums, and it's, they're like, yeah, that's kind of mad. It's kind of mad. Like Maybe they I mean, shouldn't be allowed to host these events if they, you know, can't afford them. Well, possibly. <laughs> is that not? Uh, am I being a fascist here? I don't want to be a fascist, but you know, maybe if uh, if you're having to like bulldoze, if you're having to build over shanty towns um, yeah. to build football stadiums, maybe your priorities might be in the wrong place. It might be in the wrong place. Yeah, maybe yeah. you should be spending that money on like houses or yeah. something, or you literally know? anything else. <laughs> literally anything else. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that, not, that's... that's not great. That's it's not great. great. Um, so yeah, thoughts go out to the people of Brazil as long as they stop decapitating people. Yeah, you know, you stop uh, stop doing that. That's not great. Um, I've um, I've in I've endured, observed like a terrified scientist from another planet. Uh, some other rituals this this week over the last couple of weeks. G, I've been watching Gok Wan's recent um, output onto television. Yeah, I bet that was fun. Um, He's a strange character. Um, He's a strange guy. He's we may have spoken not... about him before. Um, I I don't personally believe he's gay. I think it might be a terrifying ploy. I'm I'm almost certain it's a terrifying ploy. I think I don't think he says he's gay. I think he says he's bisexual. I, I believe he has a boyfriend. Um, but me and my uh, me and my fiance have coined the term wig. 
that is a <laughs> um, a fake gay boyfriend that you have to try and prove that you're gay. It's like yeah. the opposite of a beard. Uh, we yeah, believe his. I like that. I don't think I've heard that. I don't think I've ever heard anyone try to define that before. But that that's nice. I like it. A wig. Yeah. So uh, so we believe his boyfriend is a wig, uh, <clears> and <throat> he is in fact a terrifying CD straight guy. Yeah, who's straight guys get seedy like because i think that there's a, a bit of a straight guys get so seedy they'll they'll hide in a septic tank yeah so, exactly yeah like yeah. pretending you have a gay boyfriend is definitely not out of the realms of possibility yeah because when when gay guys get down they just get on grinder and and they they get their thing done but like but straight guys will like internalize it and turn it into a terrifying psychosis that involves you hiding in septic tanks yeah, like, so, I mean, Got Gwan's entire career is essentially about picking up, like, getting women and taking their clothes off and then groping them and then giving them different clothes, yeah. that's Kind like, of, yeah. That's, which, he's still I mean, kind of doing that, but he's turned it into, like, a, um, a like a, 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 a road show now where women, yeah. like, scream at each other and cheer for yeah. uh, for them to t- to wear less clothes uh, yeah. as i believe it's supposed to be a form of female empowerment he, he does a live show at the uh, trafford center in manchester which is a massive shopping mall yeah um, in in the food court he gets women to walk up and down for his whims yeah cuz like this is the thing like i wouldn't expect a straight woman to have a um, um no i wouldn't ha- expect a lesbian woman to have a career about getting men whose clothes are bad, stripping them, then groping them, and then buying them new clothes. Well, that's because we've already won, G. Like, we've created a society where the only way for women to deal with how fucked up we've made them is to, like, go on this show and be debased by a fake gay man. That's it. I guess I guess this is the kind of, like, the alpha point of the patriarch. Is that yeah. what you're sorry. saying? Sorry, sorry, women. Uh, we fucked it all up. And we did deal with this. I'm sorry. Um, But the thing is about this show, um, he did a thing. He was like, uh, it's like a gox stripping for summer, I believe it's called. So, you know, women who aren't particularly at home with their bodies uh, and uh, getting them to take their clothes off for summer and feel confident on the beach, which I think is, you know, that's a worthy cause. There's nothing wrong with that. I think women should be feel comfortable in their own skin. But he was like, oh, I've got all these normal women here. Please welcome my bikini flash mob. And there's like 50 women in bikinis who are supposed to be like, uh, like, like normal women who he's picked up off the street and he's dressed them up in bikinis. Like, oh, look, you can well, also, also, he's using the word flash mob in yeah. 2013. Not technically real. a flash mob because you've organized them, prearranged it, told everybody you're doing it as you're doing it and then they're performing a catwalk that's not a flash mob got yeah and also it's a like no one's doing flash mobs yeah. anymore. so we've stopped doing them a long time ago yeah. like what is it like this is why like now we've got women in women in like bikinis planking oh it's so cool shut up got um so he did that and they all come out and the thing is I'm sat there watching this and I'm like, these women all look the same and they don't look like models because that's what we're, we're trying to tear down that stereotype. Yeah. yeah sisters are doing it for themselves. <laughs> They're just a different kind of like yeah. cookie cutter woman. You've just taken one form of body fascism and replaced it with another 
Form yeah, what, what you've done is you've, is you've replaced incredibly skinny women with just attractive, normal women. Yeah, which is fine. But yeah. if you think that that's a form of female empowerment, then something's going wrong. Yeah. Because you've just like gone, you shouldn't look like this anymore. We're rejecting the stereotype. This is what you should look like. And if yeah. you don't, then there's something wrong with you. No, 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 no. Those are the same set of attitudes. Yeah. Just These a are different now suit and tie. Yeah, but like these women are no longer attractive. Now these women are attractive. Hi, I'm Got Gwen, and I'm not gay. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gay, and also this is not about empowerment. This is yeah. something else, and I don't this like. This is about it. me getting a group of attractive women to prance around in their pants for my sexual enjoyment. So, so what I'm what I'm suggesting is that I'm worried that you know maybe in in forty fifty years time maybe maybe Got Gwen will be the new Jimmy Savile. Almost certainly, yes. Possibly. And yeah. you heard it here Alleg- first. Allegedly, Allegedly. Yes. We're not saying it's definitely happening. I'm just saying, you know, 50 years' time could be a couple of revelations. Probably and I will dial it. into G's mind using my mind link XP. <laughs> and I will say, G. And he'll be like, what? Yeah. All right. G, I told you. And he'll be like, get out of my mind. I'm plugging <laughs> my skin into Ultra Born. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, sorry. Yeah. And uh, but then I'll ring you up later on after you finish with the ultra porn, and we'll speak about it, and we'll know we were right. Yeah. And everybody laughed at us, and they thought we were funny, but but no, seriously, seriously. This, this is a show where a husband tells his wife, "When I first met you, you were really pretty, and then you showed your true colours, and the rugby shirts came out." Actual quote from the show. So it's meant to make women feel empowered. True colours and the rug. So. So what, he doesn't find his wife attractive anymore because she enjoys rugby? No, he doesn't find his wife attractive anymore because she doesn't dress up for him like she used to. That's uh, that's what happens oh, in a relationship okay. as people right. re- relax around each other. Yeah, like, like, that's but, not, yeah. She's but not supposed to look like she thing. used to. She's yeah. not like a fucking sex doll. Yeah, because you're both comfortable with each other and yeah. happy to, you know, dress in, dress in your normal clothes you dress around the house in. Yeah. Um, you know, for me, a T-shirt and a pair of slacks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. For me, usually a dressing gown because, you know, I'm a slovenly young man and that's the way it is. And yeah. I think that my fiance is accepting of that and that's fine. So, you know, uh, that's that's what this show's about. It's not about empowerment. Don't listen to Gok Wan. He's a dangerous, evil man, possibly straight. Watch out for the wig. Watch out for the wig. Yeah. Um. I want to talk, Simon, about possibly one of the most bitchy articles I've ever read in my life. I love bitchy articles on the internet. It's, um, it's, it's great. It's always great. This is um this is from the website escapehere.com, a uh, sort of a travel blog site. Um, I was I was linked to this uh, by uh, Joseph, who I went to university with. Um, now. This article is by a man called Stuart Smith, and it's called The Ten Most Overrated Attractions in the World. (laughs) Well, very presumptuous of you, sir. So, I mean, the first few I'm kind of, like, agreeing with him on. He's like, don't go to the Las Vegas Strip. Like, it's tacky, and if you walk off it, you're going to be in, like essentially the ghetto and it's kind of you'll have like 30 minutes of fun gambling and then a day where you're like well what do i do now las vegas is kind of shit and i'm like okay i disagree i think you should definitely go to the las vegas strip yeah i know you 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 kind of been to las vegas and had fun but you know still 
not. I kind of like, I was like, oh, that sounds like an opinion I could agree with. And then it was like, don't go on the London Eye. It's overpriced. And there's so many other things to do in London while you're there. And I'm like, well, you know, I might disagree. It's a good view, but I can understand where he's coming from. Yeah, yeah, Um, yeah. But then it just gets, it just gets crazier and crazier. So I've got, I've got like three of my favorites here. Um, Loch Ness. Located in a dreary, out-of-the-way corner of Scotland, Loch Ness has been the centre of rumours about prehistoric monsters and dinosaurs. Today, all you'll see are grey skies, dull water, and a load of vendors selling stuffed Nessie dolls. There are far places to visit in Scotland than this dull, narrow lake. Wow. Um, What did you expect when you went to a loch? Yeah, like, it's... Like, do you know what the word lock means? It's essentially the same as the word lake. So, Um, locks are cool. I like a good lock. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, Loch Ness is a picturesque and beautiful lock. A lot of the Scottish country, like, if you want to go to the Scottish countryside, what you want to do, here's my advice for seeing a nice part of the Scottish countryside go to the Scottish countryside, job done. Yeah. Because none of it is bad. It's all like. It's all just like picturesque, like the the amazing kind of northern European landscapes. Yeah, and and the photo they've used to demonstrate, like obviously it's like it's a, like a blog with like sort of a list of ten things, and each one of them has a picture. And the picture they've used is like one of the most beautiful looking pictures I've ever seen. Like a late autumn, early winter picture of a rundown castle on the side of a lake, and you're like, oh wow, that looks great. I really want to go there. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of ridiculous. Uh, Prague. Prague is known as something of a cultural centre for writers, hipsters, and those indie artists who can't seem to actually reach fame. Oh, fuck you. It has beautiful architecture that so do a thousand other European cities. You don't need to waste your time with thieves and tourists in this particular corner of the world. What, like, what are you trying to prove here? What is this? Who's this guy? <laughs> this is Stuart Smith, a Where's, travel writer. What's Stuart Smith done? Where's he been? Who does he think he is? Any questions? It's just a guy who fucking hates Prague. It's just a guy who fucking hates... Because it's full of hipsters. And they're like, you know what? I liked other European cities before it was cool. Wait, is Prague full of hipsters? Is it, though? Well, I mean, it's a bohemian place being in Bohemia, as it is, but yeah. I, it's more famous for being a very attractive, beautiful city. Yeah. I, uh, like, it's isn't it kind of, like, steeped in kind of weird mysticism as well, Prague? Yeah, like, lots of cultural, lots of myths, you know, kind of, like, you know, it's, and it's got lots of orchestras, cafes, kind of castles. Yeah, it sounds really nice. Yeah, a cultural centre, I would describe yeah. it as. Um, but possibly my favourite one, the Egyptian Pyramids. <laughs> <laughs> now, now to be fair, before I'm going to stop you there. Before we go into this, the Egyptian pyramids are kind of fucked at the moment. Mm. Um, like, by, oh, yeah, I mean, like the, the on march of 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 tourism and and just like the massive like explosion of of shanty town vendor places around it. Yeah, obviously, but um, but wait till you hear his reasons. Okay, the Great Pyramids are massive feats of ancient engineering and construction. 
They're also incredibly old and falling apart. <laughs> what? Like, fuck you. Like, it was made by thousands of slaves out of, like, massive blocks of yeah. sandstone. Um, it's not like a fucking council flat from the 60s, you cock. Not only are they hardly visually impressive after their media saturation, <laughs> they're also off limits to the public. Of course they are. You motherfucker. It's a wonder of the fucking world. You can't just roll up and take a piece of it home. They're old and falling apart. What the fuck are you talking about, you crazy bastard? What has he been in there, like, with a with a white glove? Like, very dusty in here. It's a bit crumbly. Like, ancient, this ancient kind of edifice to dead kings. It's very, you know, you very know, dusty. I, I've got my favourite fact about the pyramids is the time between now and the reign of Cleopatra, the last pharaoh, so the time between Cleopatra dying and now is shorter than the time between the pyramids being built and Cleopatra being the last pharaoh. That's like, amazing. Wrap, wrap your mind around that shit and how old the pyramids are. <laughs> like, even in Roman times, people were like, wow, these are really old. How did anyone build these that long ago? <laughs> and this crazy. guy's like, oh, don't go to the pyramids. They're old and falling apart. You fucking colossal dickhead. He's he's typifying in every way the Western Ubermensch. Like, uh, by accident, he's become this, like, avatar of, of, like, of Western hatred of everything it doesn't understand. Fuck that guy. Yeah, so, like, Stuart Smith, you are the most amazing... Like, I feel I'm writing the most amazing satire ever. Or you're the most deserving of satire of any, like, writer I've ever seen. Yeah. Because of how out of touch you are. I bet him and, and and Charles Sarcher get along really well. Yeah, I reckon they would. Maybe maybe they're in cahoots. Yeah, in own, yeah, in their own little crazy universe where nothing makes sense, where everything is the opposite of what we know and understand. <laughs> Speaking of crazy universes where nothing makes sense, Texas has been in the news recently. Oh, Texas! Good old Texas. <laughs> Uh, you know what, Texas? Secede. Let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. I'd, I'd like you to be your own little wacky country. That would be crazy, like, yeah. with your own passports. They could have, like, amazing passports with, like, oh. a like a six-shooter on them or something. Oh, I bet they would, yeah. Like, their, their passports, like, the, the coat of arms of an independent Texas would be, like, a cowboy hat, uh, like a bottle of disgusting American lager and a revolver. It would be amazing. Um, so, uh, Texas has been in the news not for seceding, uh, oh. for a change this it's week. Um, this is a news story from um, San Antonio uh, where a man has accidentally shot his girlfriend whilst aiming at his ex girlfriend. Uh, that's a complicated home situation there you've got sir it's a different yeah you are you are you're clearly de dealing with some relationship issues yeah here. i think uh you could change that on facebook to it's complicated i'm not sure if there's an option for accidentally shot whilst attempting to shoot my ex um so why was he trying to shoot his ex to start um, his his ex-girlfriend unexpectedly arrived at his house and a verbal altercation ensued. Um, at one point, he left to retrieve his shotgun, only to be re met with resistance from his current girlfriend upon his return. 
Uh, investigators say that the woman tried to prevent her boyfriend from shooting his ex-girlfriend and was unintentionally shot in the chest by her boyfriend in the process. Uh, uh, she was rushed to the hospital in critical condition, but her status has since been upgraded to stable. So, you know, okay, she's not dying. She's, she's not dead. News. Okay, that's good. Because I was like, oh shit, did she die? No. Uh, no, but like, you know, that's a that's a strong Texan woman who can take a shotgun blast to the chest and like recover to stable. Yeah, it does point blank shotgun blast to the chest. Yeah, they build them they build them tough I in guess Texas. They do, yeah. Um, that right. could be on the, that can be like underneath their coat of arms in Latin. We build yeah. them tough in Texas. <laughs> um Christ, yeah. Um that's gonna put your current relationship in some difficult, like choppy waters, I yeah. would say. Choppy waters for sure. Um, I'm not like, sure if there are many like cards you can get. Say like, get well soon. I'm sorry, I shot you in the chest. I hope we're cool. Yeah, because like my my ex was seeing one of my mates behind my back, but nobody got shot in the chest. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it kind of helps you put any past relationship issues that you've had into yeah. perspective because you can look at any situation now and go, well. At least nobody got shot in the chest with a shotgun by accident. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was once seeing a girl while she was, um, um, not to my knowledge, she was still going out with someone else. Um, Ooh. No one got shot. So. There you go. So just, you know, think upon your uh, things that have freaked you out about relationships in the past and think, you know, no one got shot. It was no a good day. Shot. It was okay. Everyone got out of it. Or everyone got out of it without getting shot. <laughs> or maybe, uh, maybe, maybe someone did get shot, but it wasn't point blank in the chest with a shotgun, which is probably the most comprehensively shot you can get. It's probably the hardest you can get shot. Like, and she it, bounced back. So well done, that good, that good. woman from San Antonio. Yeah, they do build them tough. Um, My woman from San Antonio. That's got to be a song. Is that a song? <laughs> it probably is. Yeah. I'm going to write a song if it's not. Um, so we, we had, I guess we've had like two relationships that have failed and one that seems to be working out okay. Because we had yeah. shotgun into the chest, um, Charles starts choking his wife, but we did have awesome um, Batgirl and Nightroom wedding. Yeah. Um, I've got another relationship that definitely seems to be working well. That's good. Um, this, is a, this is a story from Stoke-on-Trent. Uh in England, um, about a couple called uh, Claire Johnson and Mark Gaffey. Um, they're they're both blind, um, and they are they are now happily in relationship. Um, they met while they got because their guide dogs fell in love. Just oh my god! It's so, the yeah, best thing. It's the best thing. Like as as for, well, what happened was that. Um, so they were they were attending guide dog training classes so to sort of get the guide dogs to sort of get to know their new owners and sort of learn how how to react to things they were doing. Um, the, the the dogs are called Venice and Rod. I've got Those to say, good, Rod, good dog names. Rod is an excellent name for a dog. I've got to yeah. say straight off the bat. Yeah, um, I mean, Venice is okay as well. I think that's quite nice. Um, yeah. They, they and the, yeah, they were always playing together, and we're kind of getting quite close. The, the story actually has a picture on the top of the two dogs, essentially sort of rubbing cheeks together um, in an adorable way. Um, and so, yeah, because their dogs were spending so much time together, uh, Claire and Mark were like, "Well, you know, I think we should keep in touch because our dogs obviously really get on." So they kind of they met for coffee and um, and kind of a few times, and as they kept meeting, they got a bit closer. 
and uh, and yeah, now they're uh, now they're getting married. Cool. It's it's such a great such a great situation. Everything about it's so great, isn't yeah. it? Like it's like how many films have involved like a couple meeting because their dogs bumped into each other. Like the dogs kind of like run after each other and they kind of a bit confuffle and the couple like fall into each other's arms. It's like it's a stereotypical scene. We've seen it a thousand times, haven't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um and yeah, and this has happened, and they were guide dogs just to make it even more adorable. The best type of dog, you know. Yeah, like that's it's it's um it's so so good, and like guide dogs, they they go through some shit as well, man. Yeah, like, definitely. I remember uh, my fiance telling me a story about when she was in um she was in brownies or guides or something. Oh, um, they they were allowed to to play with like guide dog puppies and some of them were a bit shy and they were saying that they're gonna have to fail them if they don't come out of their shells because they've got to be really outgoing so like it gets like like it's hard to become a guide dog it's tough yeah tough work so those are those are two dogs that you know have have made the most of their situation and also brought two people together so well done yeah, I mean, let's say guy being a guide dog is tough work as it is, but these two have gone above and beyond the call of duty, really. Yeah. So yeah, congratulations, Venice and Rod and Claire and Mark, on being the most adorable couple of the week. I'd say. And I think that's uh, that's probably a, a good thing to finish on. Um, um, we had we had one other thing we had uh, um, on the Facebook page. We've had uh, that's uh, um, yeah. facebook dot com slash errand of mercy. Yeah, Guy Jari uh, got in touch with the show um, with a suggestion for Awesome Guy of the Week. Um, now, this guy, I just want to say, is awesome, but he did die in 1963, which I think we... We, 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 we stipulated that in, um, in like, with the exception of that senator who had <laughs> died literally a week before, uh, yeah. you have to be alive. You have to, to be alive uh, to, to be, be Awesome Guy of the Week. Yeah. Um, but this guy was still awesome, and I'm I'm going to read you the opening paragraph of his Wikipedia page. Please do. Uh, Lieutenant General Sir Adrian Paul Gislaine Carton de Vert yes. was an okay, English... Okay, good, good, awesome name. <laughs> yeah. VCKBECBCMGDSO <laughs> was an English officer of Belgian and Irish descent. He fought in the Boer War, World War One and World War Two, was shot in the face, head, stomach, ankle, leg, hip, and ear, survived a plane crash, tunnelled out of a POW camp, POW camp, and bit off his own fingers when a doctor wouldn't amputate him. He later said, frankly, I had enjoyed the war. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, when it comes to around, uh, you know, Maybe Friday this week, Monday next week, and you're like, "Fucking hell!" It's it's like it's one o'clock in the afternoon. I feel like my day's barely started. I've got nothing done. Just think about that guy and think, you know, maybe yeah. maybe I could do more with the situation I'm in at the moment. Yeah, because so far I haven't been shot in the face, head, stomach, ankle, leg, hip, and ear, and survived the plane crash. And then been like, "Yeah, bring it on." That was wicked. What else you got for me, world? Yeah, because let's face it, I'm really enjoying this so far. So um, not not an awesome guy of the week, but still an example to us all. Yeah, an awesome that's... guy, but not an awesome guy of the week. I think we can agree. Yeah, you've got to be alive um, for that to count. So yeah, um, I think that's all we've got time for this week. Yeah. 
if you want to get in touch with us with suggestion of suggestions of awesome people or things we should talk about or anything else, um, as Simon said, our Facebook page is facebook.com forward slash errand of mercy. Uh, we're on Twitter at EOM podcast and our email is eom.podcast at gmail.com. Um, I think that's basically it. So yeah. thank you very much for listening and uh, we'll hope to speak to you again next week. Goodbye. If Gokwan hasn't taken over. If Gokwan hasn't taken over. Yeah, that is true. He could. Um, him and his wig seizing power. Wig's so good. I can't believe no one has come up with that before. But yeah, well, that's that's me and my fiance. We coined that. That's out there in the ether now. People will be using it. I hope they do because that is excellent. I'm so- looking forward to hearing somebody else like say it to me. They're like, oh, that guy's totally got a wig. He's not really gay. I'm it's like, that's really. my word. And they're like, you didn't make that up. I'm like, no, it's documented. <laughs> Listen <laughs> to my doc- podcast. Yeah. Episode 51 of Errand of Mercy. It is documented. Simon in- Simon and his fiance invented the word wig for a gay man, a, a non-gay man's fake boyfriend. <laughs> Just remember. Good night. Too much, too young. Good night. You don't chew it much.